0: So, welcome to Tell Me About It, my friends. Welcome back. You're here for a break. We're, you know, we're here to give that to you. We're going to just offer you a little relief from all of the commotion and stuff. And I'm so glad to talk to you guys again. I miss you when I don't talk to you. You know what I mean? I really... And Catherine, I miss you, too. Aww. I I feel like I have a lot of stuff to talk about. We got some interesting things. Catherine's been booked and busy, so we haven't had a chance to catch Mm, mm, up. mm, mm, mm. And yeah, but... First of all, I have a story that I need your advice on. Okay. And I want all of you to weigh in. Just tell me how you feel about this after. So I invited some friends over for dinner, Mm -hmm. right? I notoriously don't cook, obviously, and have like no talents in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So it is pretty safe to assume that we're going to be ordering in, right? Yeah. So all these friends come over, but I, I like planned like a Shabbat. Right. Because Dylan's Jewish and I want to start doing more Shabbats because I think Shabbats are great. So I was initially going to do a potluck and I was like, no, that's stupid. And so I invited everyone over and we postmated. I'm the worst host ever. Don't come over to my house. We (laughs) postmated everything like once everyone was there, like I didn't even have anything ready for them. So we postmated once everyone got there. And then when they left, because we ordered from a few different places, but it was my house, so I had the address already in there. And then sometimes it's just easier to do it all yourself. When they left, I was like, would it be bad ball to ask them to pay? Uh Uh-huh. You know? And I was like... Like split. Right. I think the issue is when you invite people over to dinner. Yeah. But that can often look very similar to when you all just meet at one place for dinner.
1: Right, right. But also, like, they're not going to expect you to pay because you all met at the same restaurant and you whipped out your card first. Right. See, I'm – my Midwestern roots is very much, like, like Venmo is my roots. But I am always, like, <laughs> even if it's, like, pretty obvious the other person is paying, like, we pretty much always, me and Brad, are like, can we Venmo you anything? Like, right.
0: No, that you have to do that. Yeah. Even I, if you're
1: faking it. I have a similar thing that I'd like advice on. But this would okay. be my advice for this specific situation. Yeah. So – How long has it been since the dinner? Well, now it's two. Now the statute of limitations (laughs) has run run
0: out. It's been like two and a half weeks. Oh, yeah. But there's also like an inner shameful monologue of me being like, no, Jade, you always get into these situations. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes it's just easier. And I'm like, I'll pay. I don't care. You know, whatever. And then like days later, I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. But so I refrained. But it's something that I think about because it's, it tortures me. I'm like, I don't know what the right answer yeah. is there. First of all, when I get a Venmo request, it is the same. <laughs> si- if, if you don't text someone before a Venmo request. It's assault. It is assault. <laughs> it is truly such a violation. It's like, oh my God, how dare you? You know, like when you get that Venmo request like three days later and you're yes! like. It is the, it's the equivalent of the, can you talk? Or like, I need to talk to you.
1: You text message. You know, it is like Please that, call me, period. Ugh, like, it is that gut-wrenching. Yes, it is. It's like, you're mad at me and you need money.
0: Yes. You're like, it's it it comes off abrasive.
1: So. I completely agree. Yeah. So I'm always like, incoming to my friend yes. beforehand. <laughs> That's a good reminder. Like even if you have already plans to do the Venmo thing, just to be like, "Tee hee, here it comes."
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like emoji, emoji, like <laughs> fireworks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do I soften the blow of this oh, horrible God. thing?
1: Okay, so this would be my advice moving forward. Since okay, as you wait, said, and I have to add a caveat. I, oh, yeah. That I have to. So one of the
0: people was a vegetarian. So you had to order special stuff. So we ordered from a whole different restaurant for her. But if I were had been cooking, I would never like some people
1: charge you when they're cooking. What? See, no, that's a no that's, that's bad. A, ball. And never, that is okay, but bad tell me what you would do in ball. this situation. No, if you're okay, if you're inviting someone into your home to have your own celebration or you're cooking, or even like you're providing the alcohol. I right. think that is you cannot be like, and here da, 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 is the you know I need the money for blah blah blah, unless I mean if you pre-plan maybe to be like so and so really needs brisket and like ground chuck <laughs> won't do so like hey if you ground, pitch what in- the fuck is ground <laughs> chuck just ground meat not that you would ever was, use those two things for the same thing but it was like ground chuck ground chuck that? you see this is why we can't put you in the kitchen. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Hell. <laughs> no, not used not used for the same thing. Okay. But understood. You know, it's one's very cheap, one's very expensive. Or if somebody was like, I really need this expensive thing in my meal for whatever for whatever reason, you could be like, why don't you bring right. that and we'll make sure to like include it in the meal. Right. But yeah, generally I think if you're cooking, no can do to charging anyone. But in this situation, I think it just requires a little of like in the moment, one sentence about like Okay, like we let's order from wherever, and you guys can Venmo me later. Like I think ah. that is just like the like standard, mm-hmm. and probably people will like ask you how much to Venmo. Like based on, for example, we went to this one place and got a whole separate meal for so and so who's vegetarian, right? So they would probably ask, and then the next day or whatever, if they've forgotten to, because you had a few too many wines or whatever, yes, it's totally appropriate to be like, oh hey, and here was the amount for this, and I'll right. you a Venmo request. tee he emojis.
0: No, 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 exactly. Like, I think the number one rule and where a lot of people go wrong is you got to say it beforehand. You have to say it when you're in person with the people. I mean, hopefully you can remember. Lord knows I don't have the time. But you have to speak now or forever hold your peace. No surprise Venmos. And if you get a surprise Venmo, this might be controversial, but I really think you just got to shut up and pay it. I mean, that's probably bad advice, but wars have started over Venmo. Friendships have ended. I've seen it go down. People's interpersonal relationships are suffering at the hands of Venmo. I took issue with the fact that it was a Shabbat. You know what I mean? I was like, ooh, once you had like a theme and you invite people for dinner, it gets a little gray. You know, you're just like, mmm. But yeah, you know, I... Venmoing is the politics of Venmo is really just it's a scary place it's a scary place it is and then like if you didn't eat and like someone Venmo requests you what do you do or like if you don't feel like you were rightfully Venmo requested yeah do you text that like thank god I don't go out thank god I don't socialize with people enough for that (laughs) You know, like I really... Oh my god!
1: Well, that's the equivalent of hey, one person has a soup because they don't make as much money, and the other person has four mimosas and a huge brunch and whatever. Right. And then, like, let's split it evenly. And then uh-huh. you're the person who had the soup because you're trying to save money that week or whatever. Every financial meme on the internet is like, say you're not going to pay for that, but right. then you are that be the girl guy who's like, um, yeah. Yeah. No one wants to invite you
0: to the next one. Right. My parents always taught me, they were like, if you invite your friends to a birthday dinner, like, let's say I want to go to Nobu or something crazy, Mm -hmm. you pay. You don't expect everyone to meet at your level just because you want to go to that fancy restaurant. You know, like, I think that's presumptuous. Like, I think when I get really upset and when I have noticed that other people get upset Mm. or their feathers ruffled is when someone spends your money for you.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and that's fa- that happens yes. a lot
0: with weddings and, like, bachelorette parties or whatever. Yes. When someone's like, yeah, I'm just going to spend this money on your behalf, and then mm-hmm. you're expected to pay me
1: mm-hmm. later. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it goes both ways, too. For example, you and I like to go to fancy places. And like we have gone back and forth treating. And by right. the way, next time it is our turn, but then I think we should move no, to No, we should start to split. We should we should start we gotta, to split. Yeah. Because we'll, it's we'll not start always split. apples and oranges. No. You know what I mean? It's No. Like, it ain't. Exactly. No. So after we take you out next time, we're splitting. We're going Dutch. But You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's on the record everyone. Yes, it's
0: on the record.
1: But, like, you know, I think it depends if you're like, hey, we want to take you out for your birthday. And, like, especially, like you said, if it's somewhere pricey or whatever, right. if that's a, like, we're going to spring for you or we're celebrating something. It's the
0: semantics. It it's is. really all in the semantics. Like, it's like if you say, I want to take you to lunch or "to for your birthday. And th- I, I've been in that situation many times. Someone yeah. has said that to me and then we split it. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But. Or at least they should buy your drinks.
0: Yeah, it's hairy. It's hairy. It's It's always hairy. hairy.
1: It's really hairy. So my my question similarly is right in line with something that you said about like policing what other people are spending. So I have a friend who makes less money than I do and there are quite a few times where I will not ask her to Venmo me for lunch or Mm -hmm. I'll spring for whatever little thing just because I want to like treat her. No, totally. I have
0: friends like that too.
1: So I will do that quite often, but when we have agreed to split it, she will routinely not pay for tip, <gasps> and that bugs the crap out of me, and it makes me wow. never want to treat. That's wow. the thing. is It's like I'll be feeling lighthearted. And like I'm going to treat, and then the next time- And she's Scrooge. She's Scrooge. Okay. She did. She's Scrooge twice in one day. We <gasps> went to a movie- and I said, you get like, are you parking. To tip at the movies? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. So this is these are the specifics. So we went to a movie. I said, you pay for parking, which was five dollars. And I said, I'll pay for popcorn, which is $13 or whatever. Shares, sure. right? So I'm like effectively also paying for half of the parking or whatever. I'm like, I'll pay for the more expensive thing. Like you get parking, I'll pay for this. We go to the popcorn line. I have my $13 popcorn in hand. I ask for a drink and she was gonna get a water cup. And then at the last minute, she's like, "I'll get a seven dollar pop too." So I'm like, mm. "I said I was spring for popcorn, but I didn't say I was going to spring for your seven dollar soda." But I guess I soda am now. not included. Soda not included. Because in theory, like,
0: you can spend that money, but it's the principle. It comes down to the principle.
1: Right. Exactly. I was very specific when I said popcorn. (laughs) Then she changed her mind about getting a water cup when I was getting a drink, which was $7. Uh Uh-huh. Then we went out for drinks afterward, and she only got one beverage, and it wound up being $10. And she literally said out loud, like, oh, I should add an extra dollar for tax. Tax. And I was like, okay, and I'm adding 20% for tip. And she fucking Venmoed me eleven dollars. Interesting. I'm like, bitch. Interesting. I told you how much I was tipping.
0: No, no, no. I'm so glad you brought this up because there is an epidemic going on with people Venmoing you for the menu listed price. It's truly the most infuriating thing in the world. They're like, oh yeah, I know that tacos from this place cost twelve dollars, so I'm gonna Venmo you preemptively before you even have a chance to request me. And I'm just going to Venmo you $12, not taking into consideration the delivery fee. I mean, I'm assuming you're ordering Postmates, but like tax, tip, whatever. It's really, really an aggressive move.
1: You know what I mean? It makes me not want to spring those other times because she's kind of a cheapskate. That's interesting. We got to keep our eyes on this friend. We do. We have to keep our eyes, you know, trained on her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Have you watched the Playboy documentary?
1: No. What's this? I want to. Oh, my God.
0: It's this. It's like on A&E or some bullshit. Okay. But like, no offense to A&E. But (laughs) it's on A&E and it's like about basically an expose about Hugh Hefner and Playboy and just all the sexual assault and abuse and all that stuff. All the underbelly of Playboy. But it's so crazy because... Playboy was, like, a huge part of my childhood,
1: mm. like, in a
0: really weird way.
1: Right.
0: I mean, I don't know how that could be in a normal way, quite <laughs> frankly.
1: But, yes, enlighten our listeners who are less aware and also yeah. if there's any, you know, juicy tidbits, enlighten me.
0: Okay, so basically... So my mom was a centerfold, right? Mm-hmm. So in 1979, she was Miss September. She was on the cover. Like, if you've seen that famous Playboy cover with the yellow sunglasses, yeah. that's my mom. Oh, like, hi, the yellow mom. Playboys. Yeah. What a sassy lady. I love it. No, that. I always, like, loved it because she was in law school when she was a centerfold. And, like, she oh. didn't have any money. And, like, it was so different back then, too. Yeah. Like, Playboy was, like, fancy. Yeah. Anyway. It was classy. Classy. No, but... So then... We moved right across the street when I was five from the Playboy Mansion. So my entire childhood, I grew up right across the street and we would go over for like Easter or...
1: Right, because they have that crazy Easter egg hunt. Yeah.
0: So we'd go for Easter, like 4th of July, and, you know, we'd walk over and whatever. I'm not kidding. Six out of seven or eight or whatever of like the interviewees in the documentary... (gasps) One was, like, my mom's best friend growing <gasps> up. Like, when we were all growing up, they've kind of lost touch. But I grew up with all of her kids. And then one was the woman that took all of our Christmas card pictures and all of our family pictures whenever what? we needed them. As we were watching, I was like, oh, my God, that's that person. That's that person. Like, wow. it was so weird because growing up, I never thought of it as sinister, like, right. at all. You know, like. Right. Right. We would go over it for family events mostly. And so it was like Easter. There are a lot of families. It's not mm-hmm. like girls running around. top. I mean, yeah. If there were, that wouldn't be sinister. You know, it wouldn't <laughs> matter. But it just blew my mind because wow. there's some really dark stuff. Have I ever yeah. told you about the time that I fell asleep at school? No. We were reading and like reading time, like when we were all supposed to go off on our own and read a little bit. Yeah. And I was in first grade and I fell asleep and I know the story because the teacher called my mom Mm -hmm. and she was like, my teacher came up to me. She's like, what's wrong? Like, why are you so tired? And I like looked at her and I was like, the Playboy Mansion was having a party last night and like my bedroom was like on the, like at the front of the house, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so they were right across the street. Oh my God. And this is very bizarre, but I had a chandelier in my bedroom, right? (laughs) Which which I've told this story- you have to understand that I had to tell that story 15 times for someone to finally say to me, like, leave that part of the story out. Like, I'd be like, and my chandelier would be, and they were like, no one has a chandelier in their bedroom. I was like, okay, noted. Got it. Got it. So my chandelier would, like, shake, like, crazy. <laughs> with the base? All, yeah, with the base. Because oh there would be God. some, like, insane parties going on.
1: That is amazing. But,
0: yeah. So it was just weird to see like that all of that stuff was happening like across the street while I was like having a childhood
1: while you were trying to sleep and snuggle in your bed.
0: Yeah, well, I was like, it's it's just bizarre.
1: Wild. But it's dark. You have
0: to watch it. It's I mean, it's like I don't know why. I don't know if there's like a cease and desist or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why there hasn't been much advertisement or like yeah.
1: It's kind of weird. Some of that stuff is just coming out now. Like one of my favorite, I would say my absolute favorite podcast I listened to last year was called Welcome to Your Fantasy. Mm. And it was this limited series about the Chippendales dancers and the murder plot that happened because of like squabbles over ownership and IP and all this stuff. And it was so incredible. And they made a documentary about it as well but it's like who had ever heard about this before right nobody and now it's like everywhere because we're like
0: what the hell well right like I look at my mom and I'm like excuse me like you didn't tell me any of this stuff and my mom was a centerfold in 1979 when I'm sure it was even wackier no that's like when fucking Bill Cosby was at the mansion you know what I mean like it was dark like there was some crazy incontestably some like crazy things going on yeah And my mom was just like, she insists that nothing ever happened to her. They said at one point they were like, no one left the mansion unscathed. Mm -hmm. If you were a girl, like Mm -hmm. they were so horrible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, thank God. It's so wild because I'm asking her to confirm these stories.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it was just, I don't know. It just blew my mind in so many ways. Wow.
1: I need to watch this. I'm going to absolutely take a look.
0: Have you seen everything everywhere all
1: at once? No, I have not. Did you see it? But have you heard, like, everyone's talking about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, read about it. It's, like, a multiverse thing.
0: Don't tell me anything. I'm that's,
1: like, oh, you're going to go see it. Okay, that's how I know. am going to, for sure.
0: No, it's, it, apparently, everyone tells me that it's about generational traumas in some way. I mean, I've literally never seen it or seen a trailer even. But I'm so excited to see it. But anyway, so it's, like, really emotional. Yeah. And it was so funny because my best friend went on a date. And they were, like, the thing that they matched online over was, like, the they liked movies, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were like, okay, let's go see a movie together as our first date. And I was like, first of all, how does that even unfold? You wait outside. You're like, yeah. you tell each other what color shirt you're wearing. I'm like, oh my God, dating just
1: seems like so awkward in so many ways. Especially a movie date to start with the movie is tough because you just have to sit next to a stranger for two right. hours before you can get a drink. Right. And so
0: she told me they saw this movie and I was like, isn't that an extremely emotional movie? Supposedly it makes you think about your whole life and it's very existential. I don't know. It's just very yeah. real. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Yeah. And so she was telling me that like they're sitting in the theater, both trying not to cry because oh. imagine like because during this movie because it was so moving and they left and never spoke again. <laughs> Because it was, like, so uncomfortable. I was like, did neither of you watch a fucking trailer? Oh, and then God. afterwards, apparently, like, he said to her, like, maybe we shouldn't have seen that movie. You know, yeah. like, they afterwards, oh, my God. I was like, that's horrible. I
1: do. Like, I love – something I love in life is these intense emotional experiences we have that we don't understand why, maybe, but they're with a person that we maybe never see again Mm-hmm. Or they're hard moments because a lot of them are tied in with trauma or whatever. Right. And it's these intense emotional experiences that we have with somebody that might be really briefly in our life. or right. I mean, right. like, one from my own life was there's no way to ever, like, find this person and thank them. But I remember a couple years ago, my my niece died. And mm-hmm. she was an infant. She was really ill for her whole life. And had a transplant and the Mm -hmm. transplant didn't take and so we it was sort of like we were waiting for news waiting for news while she was like in the transplant and time had gone by and I was feeling like oh my god hopefully this is good news not bad news and Brad and I were at a restaurant and we were in DTLA which is like grimy and disgusting And I saw my phone ring and I just kind of knew. And as I was like, I grabbed it and started walking out of the building into the street and I like picked it up and my sister told me that they lost the baby. And I like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all... Emotional, but I like broke down and I like sank to the street and was weeping Mm -hmm. outside of this restaurant, which is like we've Mm -hmm. all we've all seen someone like in this situation living in a big city. It's around you like it happens and you don't always know what to do. But I'm like weeping, listening to my sister, you know, figuring out what happened, finding out what happened and a busboy from the restaurant. Was obviously just leaving after his shift, and he and of course I'm like a mess. There's like snot everywhere. There's tears everywhere. I'm in the street, whatever. And this bus boy and Brad's like inside, frantically paying the bill, trying to like get out to me. Right. But this bus boy went into the bathroom, and he like he had his backpack on. He was leaving. He grabs like a whole handful of paper towels. And, like, brought them out and, like, handed it to me as he was leaving. Oh. And I just – it was, like, this intense emotional experience where, like, I was so grateful for that in that moment. And it was just this minuscule second long interaction. But it's something I have, like, never forgot about, mm. you know? Because this person yeah. just, like, did a kindness.
0: Totally. Ugh. Yeah. No, a bit that, that probably like makes you think that you can really make someone's day, and you can ruin someone's yeah. day super yeah. easily
1: with just like the slightest action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I really think like those moments of doing something kind and going out of your way and doing the uncomfortable thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's just you know I I'm always so fascinated by these little moments of when you have some sort of horrible experience and you just like yeah. someone did something or they were there or like, that was an experience that I understood. You know, when someone's going through something hard or something like mm-hmm. traumatic and people will always offer you coffee, like in the movies, right. you want a cup of coffee. Right. And during those next like couple of weeks as we were processing this grief, it was like, I went home obviously and was with my family. But anytime someone was like, do you want a cup of coffee? It felt like the most comforting thing. It was like, Yes.
0: Mm, that's interesting. I
1: I've never heard of people offering each other coffee. Really? Yeah. Well, we went back between brown drinks. It was coffee and whiskey. We right. drank like right. several right. liters of whiskey a night right. and several liters of coffee every day to get us through, but
0: That's nice because like I think a lot of people get stuck because it's uncomfortable and people like don't know what to do with death and don't know what to do with someone being in a shitty mood because of it or Mm -hmm. like grieving or you know Mm -hmm. and so people will often say and i've i've definitely done this like if you need anything let me know i'm here Mm -hmm. and it's so and i've heard from people that have lost people close to them and it's so much feels so much better to like more concretely offer something because Mm -hmm. like To leave the burden on that other person to like reach out when they need something and like they feel like they're imposing on your life and whatever and it's so much better. And also not just to do it on the day that it happens. But yeah, over time. That's something that I've learned largely in friendship is the real moments are in the days, the weeks after and like checking in on someone. And even if you don't feel like you're doing it right, Mm -hmm. just consistently reaching out and like... Taking time out to be there for someone is, I don't know, it's really, yeah. but it's its interesting because it really does bring me to my next point, which is I kind of lately have been thinking to myself that friends, the whole notion of like treat people how you want to be treated
1: mm-hmm. is wrong mm-hmm.
0: because I think people show you how they want to be treated mm. I have a friend that like shows up for me constantly Mm -hmm. and I can tell by the way that she shows me love that her love language is like, I don't believe in love, you know, whatever, but like is quality time. Yeah. And, but yet like I lead with, well, I wouldn't want that or I Uh would want this or like, Uh you know, I, I always put my feelings or what I would want out of it. Yeah. Onto her or like onto our friendship. And it really like, dawned on me only recently that I've been kind of functioning from a place of how I would want to be treated as a friend. Mm-hmm. But then, so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so I'm showing people how I want to be treated. So other people must be showing me constantly how they want to yeah. be treated. Yeah. You know, and every friend is so different. So the other day I got roped into picking my friend up from the airport. Yeah. Which like, if you know me, well. I mean,
1: that is, and especially if you're talking about a Los Angeles what? What does LAX stand for? International.
0: The X would mean international. <laughs> it's but a nightmare. Yeah, and that's just not me. I'm really learning recently. This is so bizarre because I really am very self-aware, but I'm really sitting in my deficits, the places in which I really need to like improve. You mm-hmm. know, I've kind of reached the point in therapy where I'm like not entirely blaming my parents for everything and my childhood and my past and I'm kind of like okay how do I show up today and like what are the yeah. issues because I kind of before was functioning from a place of like I don't even know what my friends I know they talk shit about me but I was like I don't know what they talk shit about and then I was like that's not a great place to function from you yeah. should always like try to figure out the ways in which you're frustrated frustrating you be annoying other people yes yeah so I am the friend that you probably often come to my house I love to like host, make the plan. Like,
1: I am just, you know, I don't, you don't want to go there. You want to come, people to come to you. Right. Which, by the way, I generally, I am also that friend. I'm like, I don't want to go to your house. I want you to come. I will offer you the best time in the world. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Just, it will will be (laughs) worth the drive. Yeah. You know? But I would come to your house, just FYI. (laughs) I will come to your house because you have a taco there.
0: Yes, exactly. You get to hang with Taco. It's amazing. But I'm not great at, like, showing up in the little ways. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's not really, like, how my parents raised me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they were like, I'm back to blaming them, actually. I changed my <laughs> mind. Turns out it was turns their fault. Out, turns out it actually 100% is their fault. Spoiler, it was their fault. But anyway, no, I'm, I'm just, like, not – I just don't like when people measure our friendship – in like little ways like that, mm-hmm. you know, like in like mm-hmm. those little micro like, did she pick me up from the airport? Yeah. Did she RSVP to my or like whatever the fuck, you know, like yeah. kind of throw you benchmarks and see how far you'll go. Yeah. You know, not that this yeah. friend was doing that. They were just literally asking me to pick them up from the airport. <laughs> like I'm like, it's so bad. I got there and I was bitching about it before. Yeah. Right? Like, the yeah. whole day I was being such a pill. It deserved. Yeah. I was just being an asshole. Like, it was a Sunday. Like, I was fu- – it was fine. But anyway, I'm PMSing. It's it's not great <laughs> over here. So I was bitching and then I get there and I'm, like, 20 minutes away and she texts me, like, okay, we're stuck on the tarmac. Right? So I'm like, okay, no big deal, Jade. We roll with the punches. Right. We're going. We – you know, it's fine. And I love this friend dearly, by the way. Yeah. But I'm like – the way that she asked me to pick her up from the airport also rubbed me the wrong way. She yeah. was like, I'm going to make you pick me up from the airport. And I was like, I sometimes default into that Like I'm that uncomfortable to ask. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to stop at in and out Thank God in and out is right next to the airport. I'm yeah. going to start there. But I'm seething. I can feel myself starting <laughs> to cook. You know, when you see yourself, you're like, uh-oh. Like, the bubbles are starting uh-huh. to form. Like, we are not prickles in our- up your neck. Yeah. And I'm like- prickles. Genuinely trying to breathe through it. Like, I'm genuinely being like, you need to eat something. You just need to eat something. Yeah. Like, so I, I, you know, I get burgers for her and me, and I pull into the parking lot, and now it's like an hour and a half yeah. that she's been sitting on the tarmac.
1: Oh, God. After arriving- oh, yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. bizarre.
0: Yeah. So, like, I called Dylan and I'm like, Wah! and he's like, of course this would happen to yeah. you. Cause, like, you bitch about something that's so <laughs> not a big deal at all. And then, like, it turns
1: into a whole thing. Although I beg to differ. Like, people think that my family has learned. They're like, but why is Burbank and LAX not the sick? Isn't it just, and not the I'm same. like, no. First of all, Burbank is a cool 30 minutes closer to my house, mm-hmm. but LAX airport is a nightmare on par with no other airport I have ever been to. You can get there, first of all, after driving an hour from, it doesn't matter if you live five minutes away, it will take you an hour to get there. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the turnoff to actually go around the loop of the airport, it routinely will take between an hour and an hour and a half just to get around the loop of the airport. And people are
0: yelling at you and it's like, It is a nightmare.
1: Everyone's stopping in the middle of the road. It is a absolute nightmare.
0: It's a total nightmare. Also, the people that are saying in their heads, like, you can't get an Uber to LAX and you have to take a shuttle and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. There's this company called Alto. Oh,
1: oh, okay, okay. This is about to be a game changer. So please do this. Oh,
0: my God. I'm going to plug this. First of all, there's a company called Alto where they can pick you up. From the airport. But they also have incredible... The company cares so much about their drivers. They Everyone has, like, incredible benefits and is, like, so happy. It's, like, the best company in the world. ALTO? ALTO? ALTO. Okay. And it's, like, an Uber adjacent, like, relative, obviously. But it's not related, actually. Yeah. And it's so much better. And I was, like, almost going to text her while I'm waiting in and out being, like, by the way, like, I was almost going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I was really going to leave because I was, like, this is just... This has... Beyond. Become too much But she was coming for work And I was like I just feel like Your chauffeur At this point Like I am just like In hell Yeah But <laughs> Then I get her And I'm like Oh I for- I remember Who my friend is And I'm yeah. like Having the like, best yay! time yeah, yeah like yay You're here And I'm in a better mood And then I feel like Shit about the <laughs> ogre That took over <laughs> my body Like 50 minutes
1: earlier It's okay You were an ogre In private In the comfort Of your own car By yourself Right now I'm sharing it With all of you yeah. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> But I was like, I couldn't stop the train. And I think that really freaked me out. I was like, I can't not get annoyed about this because I add a narrative onto everything. Mm. I'm like, she doesn't respect my time. It turns into like a whole thing when it doesn't need to be a whole thing.
1: Mm -hmm. I understand
0: Mm -hmm. that. Sometimes even when I ask Dylan to do me favors, it's not about the favor itself. Mm -hmm. It's like a way that sometimes you want to feel loved. It's a way in which, of course, sometimes it's like, get me something.
1: But Mm -hmm. like, I think sometimes it's
0: kind of, will you take care of me? Sometimes we as humans just need that a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're a little needier at times. And I, I think that I sometimes can be a little hard. I can be a little insensitive to... Because I hate to default to needy. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. a real fear of mine based on my childhood or whatever. Not even needy, but like dependent behaviors. I have a really hard time sometimes tolerating dependent
1: behaviors,
0: probably because I don't let myself oftentimes have dependent behaviors.
1: Yeah. I mean, I you know, and I can see it two ways, too. You became an ogre, but you weren't an ogre at anyone. You were an mm-hmm. ogre in general, which I think is acceptable. Like, it's okay to be like, fuck, this is annoying. I am mm-hmm. annoyed and feel that feeling. That way you're not bottling it up.
0: I, I may have called a few friends. <laughs> I may have called a few friends bitching about it. <laughs> that that I also feel bad about about. That, that is Okay. I know, but then it's like you look like a, a, a loser when like 10, 20 minutes later you're like snap for you Instagram and you're like, hey, you know, like it's just <laughs> humiliating.
1: But on the other hand, like I think these are learning experiences too where we can say, you know what, I will turn into a rage monster. This friend who's from out of town doesn't understand the nightmare that is LAX and mm-hmm. say, I'm going to pay 50 bucks for your Alto to mm-hmm. save myself this like anguish, true anguish. Right. This resentment that is going to build up. Like, I love you, but I will love you better if you show up to my door and we will have a better time.
0: Both of my friends that I called were like, yeah, I know not to ask you to pick me up from the airport. And I was like, when you hear back, like something you know is a fault of yours, but you're like, oh my God. Because before I was functioning from a place of like, this is the kind of friend I am, take it
1: or leave uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, Which
0: is not great. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I think you need to sometimes I be like- I love that too sometimes. You know? Yeah. Where I'm like, you know I'm going to be late. If you don't lie to me and tell me to be there right. like half an hour earlier, that's on that's you. That's you. <laughs> That's your problem, 100%. <laughs> I struggle because I'm, you know, I,
0: I want to be two people, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think it took me a long time to- Abandon. Do you ever go through this where you really try to turn yourself into someone else? Like yes. I really wanted to be type A, organized, anal. And I don't know yeah. why I wanted to be like that, but I just wanted to be like yeah. uptight in a way. I would torture myself. Yeah. So then now I've so fully settled into who I am and like fallen in love with who I am that then I don't know when I'm abandoning myself and when I'm just being a good friend. You know, like I'm so stubborn, which mm-hmm. is also something I learned about myself. Recently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? But you are stubborn, but I I will defend you to yourself right now. This is my indicator of like, are you a good person? Is are you a person who is willing to change and learn and grow and make changes to your choices and your you know, personality as much as one can in order to be a kinder, better human being. And also like actively doing that, not just doing it because like somebody forced you to because you lost a relationship or you had consequences in some way. But someone who is actively looking to better themselves. And that is you. That is no, you, No, I, I am constantly torturing
0: myself. Like, re- you can bet your bottom dollar. I am trying. <laughs> I'm always, like, if someone gives me feedback, I'm thinking about it forever. I mm-hmm. really am trying to hurt as few people as possible. You know, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I just try to take care of my side of the street. Yeah. I was fighting with my sister the other day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she was like, you never fucking admit when you're wrong. Yeah, and I was like, and Dylan, it was on speaker, and Dylan heard it, and I was like, oh,
1: "What God. was Dylan's reaction? Was he like crickets? crickets. No, he, yeah, I, no, it was cr- Of course, because <laughs> it's true. Because it's fucking true. <sighs> it's true. I have a really
0: hard time." Especially when I have an issue with someone, and then they somehow expect a, an apology out of mm-hmm. me, too. Mm-hmm. But then I do the same thing. Like, when mm-hmm. I have an issue with Dylan, then I get mad at him for the way that he fought with me. Or, like, I get mad at him yeah. for, like, this little a verb he used incorrectly yeah. in the fight.
1: Yeah. I Brad and I had a, a similar argument the other day where we were just, like, having this nasty, stupid argument just when we were, like, tired and bitching at each other for, like, an hour. And at one point he was like, you never apologize. And we both like took a break from the argument to be like, wait, that's not actually true. No, that's Mm -hmm. not. Because if I am apologizing about something, I apologize. I can't apologize once. I will apologize for the next four days. Like, I'm sorry I said that thing. Totally. Okay, I get it. You're sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is weird. It's off brand for me because it's like I have a hard time forgiving myself. Mm -hmm. I am so hard on myself. So in my head, I know I'm wrong or I know where my faults were in certain parts of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I guess if, you know, if everyone says you're dead, it's time to lie down. Like, I (laughs) guess, like, I guess I'm stubborn and a little maybe flighty and don't really admit when I'm wrong. You know, I think that those are my, I'm like, you know, please still listen to this podcast. You know, like, I'm coming to terms with that, which is interesting because... The problem is with me learning about that stuff is that I won't rest until it's eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. And then and I'm it's like, maybe not
1: stuff that you can eliminate, you know, right. entirely.
0: Right? Like I can't be a perfect human being, right? But I also hate when people use that as a cop out to like why they won't try to
1: change. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just the way I am, and the haters can I, go fuck themselves. Like, I no, don't kind of listen people. to those Instagram memes. Like, I if hate those all people. of your friends are telling you to change a behavior or break up with the guy do it because they're right.
0: Right. They're fucking right. 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 Honestly, that brings me to the next conversation yes. that I want to have with you, which is there's all these things like lately, you know, I for the past two years that we've all been talking, I've kind of been saying things like, you know, I'm trying to walk into situations more being like, do I like them rather than mm-hmm. do they like me, right? Mm-hmm. New situations, new people, whatever. And what I didn't realize is that doesn't leave much room for, like, what if you do like them Uh huh. and they don't like you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if the answer to that question is, like, I like them, Yeah. but they don't like me?
1: Yeah. What do you do Like, with you that? meet
0: someone, you follow them on Instagram, they don't follow you back. Or you yeah. spend an hour with them. You're like, they know me, they get right. the gist, and they did not like the trailer of that movie. You know?
1: <laughs> they did not... I guess. They didn't want to pick up the VHS, baby.
0: Right. That rejection is so soul-crushing.
1: Yeah. When
0: you think someone's cool. you I mean, you will realize later, I understand the universe. Like, you'll understand later why they weren't meant to be in your life. I yeah. do believe that. Yeah. But that initial, like... I showed them who I am, and I uh-huh. imagine we feel that largely with dating, but I showed mm-hmm. them who I am, mm-hmm. and they still didn't like me.
1: Yeah. We had a situation like that a couple years ago with this couple that is around the block from us, and our dogs would always want to say hi. They had a golden retriever puppy, and so we're like, let's get together, and we'll like sit in the backyard and drink wine and whatever. So we did. We had like, a brunchy time. I wore my cutest little brunchy outfit. <laughs> and like we thought it was going great. And then toward the end, there was a Freudian slip. I'm sorry, I'm dying. I don't know why I'm dying. Okay, go on. (laughs) Just like picturing me on a picnic blanket being like, I'm imagining your cutest brunchy outfit. Okay. It was very cute, Jane. No, I actually am just imagining how this went (laughs) south. But okay, go on. (laughs) So we're having mimosas or whatever, breakfast cocktails and letting the dogs run around. And we think it's going great. We're having a fun time. And then this Freudian slip happened that I was like, it's a Freudian slip, but like kind of turned out to be true. So the wife of the couple goes, well, okay, I guess we should call it quits now because as my mom says, you want to leave before the date's over. She was trying to say, you want to leave before the date's over so they don't get sick of you or whatever. But she goes, so we should leave the date now or, you know, so we should like call it quits now so we don't Uh get sick of you was what she said to us and we were like oh I think you were trying to say so you don't get sick of us but then like we never like they never called us again we texted them a couple times to be like you want to hang again and they're like we're like oh we're busy that's what, that is exactly what I mean. You and, your, and you and Brad are looking at each other like, I thought you were so like, charming. That like, what the, yeah. But now all we do is like, anytime we do see them, we're like, they don't walk their dog enough. We never well, see them of around. Of course, because we've been rejected now. So now like, we're they're like, also bad people.
0: I say horrible things, total assa- character assassination. Yes, like, they
1: must be weirdos.
0: Yeah. And I go <laughs> deep. Like, when it's those people on Instagram or something, when I'm just like in the privacy of my own brain, I'm yeah. like,
1: Like, I bet they're horrible. Yeah. I bet they smell bad, too.
0: You wish it were that benign. It gets dark. (laughs) The Sicilian comes out in me. That rejection is... When you thought that you hit it off with someone, or like, it's wacky. It's really... And I've been that person. I've been someone who has had lunch with someone, and they totally thought that we were friends, and I was being Mm -hmm. just really nice. And I never want to see... Because it's like sometimes especially as people like you and me, like we can make people feel really comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ask them about themselves. I could have lunch with a wall successfully. Totally. You know? (laughs) And have a great time. Yeah. So these people are like, oh my God, going to lunch with Jade is so easy. She loved
1: me. She
0: loved me. And then sometimes I'm like, I leave lunches or whatever and I have to lay down for four days. I'm like, that was exhausting. Yeah. You're just trying to, you're like, okay, and what's your mother's maiden
1: name? Well, and I find that that happens a lot with people who are like, oh, wait, you think I'm special because you just keep asking me questions about mm-hmm. myself, but that's just because they're bad at conversation. So totally. they're like, oh, my God, no one's ever been this interested in me before. And you're like, yeah, because you're not interesting because you're not interested in the other person. It's tough because you have no choice but to be kind of cutthroat. Yeah. Like, I guess, you oh, well- know no, girl, I'm the opposite because that happens to me too. And then I am like bad enough to myself that I will continue to have a That's you and shitty Dylan. one-sided friendship you and with that person <laughs> for two years before I finally ghost Dylan friend.
0: to a T. Like oh. Dylan is literally going through his groomsmen being like, this person's going to be so sad. I'm like, are you high? You haven't <laughs> talked to that person in four years. Like Dylan, honestly, like he keeps touch with people and God bless him. Like I kind of do this too but he thinks he can save people almost mm, and then he gets mm-hmm. like he but he thinks he has too much power like mm-hmm. he it's it comes from a nice place but he kind of thinks that like he has too much influence over the person yeah. he's like what are they gonna do if I stop talking to them and I'm like yeah. I don't know maybe the same thing they did when the other 84 people stopped talking to them before you because they're crazy you know yeah yeah so anyway I, it's it's tough because you don't want to make anyone feel like you feel when, you know, like, that's a terrible feeling. Everyone
1: on this planet knows what that feels like. I know. Like. I know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm bad about it. I'm, I am trying to be more direct without being hurtful, but I do, I always want to dance around things and not be like, you know what, I don't think this is working out for me. Like, yeah. go with God. Right, but and that's part of why I love you we talk about exactly. I love talking about friendship breakups on this show because they are all different. But yeah, yeah, I'm the person who will like sacrifice two years of my time being like, when are they gonna stop calling me? (laughs)
0: Right, and like hating them so much. Yes, it's exhausting. But when you're dating, you got to do that shit constantly. Fast, you know. You got to like.
1: Oh, see, I was bad with that too. I was always like, "I love you, but we have to break up." right
0: <laughs> right break What's oh my god with me, breaking up with someone
1: uh, oh Woo. That but is i like... definitely still love you
0: my friend broke off her engagement this is like <gasps> traumatizing for people pleasers like you and me yeah she called off her engagement and it was like brutally obvious that she needed to right Mm -hmm. like all of us are like please god you know like at one point she said to me you guys are gonna have to weekend at bernie's me down the aisle and i was (gasps) like oh boy this is just this is south you know like this is not and breaking off an engagement is really agony it's agony and it's something that i think like i was saying to her like i was like i'm not trying to be insensitive but like will you please come on my podcast later because i really want that story to be told because so many people think that once you're engaged you are stuck you're you know
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and that
0: you have to quiet that inner voice that might be screaming or whatever it's just cold
1: feet not
0: always right which is a gray area and honestly like we talked about relationship anxiety with sarah yudkin like That's honestly one of my favorite episodes because it's so confusing. Like, if Mm -hmm. it's a red flag or whatever. But anyway, with her, it was unmistakably red flag after red flag. And she was just, you know, it was not meant to be.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But it was so brutal watching her. Like, because you try. You really try, like, to convince yourself and make it work. And I was saying to her, like, you know... She was, like, we have a $70,000 deposit down, like, on the rent, on the venue or whatever. And I was, like... And they lost that? Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then I was, like, okay, well, what's your divorce going to cost? Like, what are the, you know, all those yes! lawyers, Yay! like... But truly, like, a divorce is going to be more expensive and, like, more taboo than breaking off and... In- I mean, taboo, who, give, who gives yes. a fuck? You know? But I was, like, just her reasoning was, like, her logic was off and... I did understand, like, how hard that must be for someone, like, that has, you know, abandonment issues or feels like love is conditional or goes out of their way to try to be loved and, like, not to hurt people Mm -hmm. and to have to hurt people inherently just because you need to save yourself and because of a change of heart that you had. Mm -hmm. Or you got caught up in the inertia
1: of it and you just said
0: yes and then you announced it and then... It was brutal to watch. Wow. It was brutal to watch, and then they sent out an unsaved the date,
1: <gasps> which was the best thing. In the I mean, honestly, you have like, it still. I hope you still of have course, it. Oh my of god! Course. Please send me a picture like, that, of that. That
0: needs to be framed in the Louvre. Like that, that is shit is brilliant. like. It was brilliant. It had like a little design on it. I was like, who picked out this little leaf? This arbitrary leaf that's like on this <laughs> on this terribly sad. It was so. That part like made me like you have to you have to laugh to stop oh from crying. My God. The moms were like organizing like how they were gonna send the card and <sighs> I was like, this is just every step of it was so as brutal as you would yeah. imagine. Like there was nothing where she was like, Oh no, that was simple, like that was an okay
1: experience. No, like the whole unraveling of this relationship. What a nightmare. But you know what? You are absolutely right. To have to have to break off a relationship. After everybody's flown in for your wedding and spent a couple hundred bucks on your, you know, bullshit Mm -hmm. presents and your whatever, your blah, 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 bought the dresses, Mm -hmm. paid for this, paid for that, you paid for their dinner, you did it after all that business to call something off is like
0: way worse. I would so much rather personally call all 200 and whatever people and tell them the story than send out that email. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. It's just so awkward. Yeah. It's just so awkward. But I really think every time I bring it up to someone, the first reaction is like, she's so strong. Mm -hmm. It really Mm -hmm. is such an act of self-love and it's a radical act of self-love to do that, to be strong enough to do that because it's not easy.
1: Yeah. And to be... To be honest about it, which like they obviously had to do. Yeah. I know. I mean, uh, we all know on social media, it's like a sanitized pretty version of our lives. And usually when someone breaks up, it's like, well, then there's a few pictures without anybody in them. It's just your friend. And then there's your friend with someone new. And they'll never like address the fact that they broke up with this person they've been with for seven years.
0: It would just be so hard for me to know that without a doubt, a group of people were not happy with me. Yeah, we always come from a place of like, are you mad at me? You know what I mean? Like, so if like to know definitively that people are like, feel that you might be selfish or feel that you have maybe made a selfish decision or whatever they think about you to try to protect the person that they love. That's brutal. And then you have to mourn the wedding that you planned.
1: Yeah, you know, and still write those tracks. Poor Holy all the deposits. Holy
0: <laughs> And then there's me who like can't find a wedding dress to save oh her God. life.
1: God. How many times I have can't. you looked?
0: I mean like <sighs> I'm a mess. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm so frustrated with myself. I can't even stand it.
1: You'll know it's... when you know. You will. You will know. How did you feel about Kourtney Kardashian's wedding dress? Um, I hate to yuck
0: anyone's yum.
1: Yeah. But
0: I, I it was okay. It was okay. I just didn't love the whole Dolce & Gabbana theme. You know? Right.
1: It's like, why does your wedding need to be branded? Right. It was a little
0: like, put it this way nothing made it to my Pinterest board that I don't have. That's a really good
1: way to put that.
0: Yeah. That's my nice. Well, because Dylan is like, all over me because I am. Don't invite me to your wedding, by the way. Like I am, I am the devil. Especially while I'm planning mine, I am like writing in my notes app while I'm sitting and hearing your mother's beautiful speech to you. Like I am writing like dance floor is too small, like Da-da-da. like every <laughs> negative part of your wedding. I'm like, and every time anyone asks me about a wedding, I'm like, okay, are you asking if I had a good time or yes. if the wedding was nice?
1: Yes, those there are two are different, different questions.
0: Yeah, I had a very nice time at this very shitty wedding.
1: Yep. Uh-huh. So
0: I'm, like, the worst person to invite. I, I, like, have nothing but bad things to say about other people's weddings.
1: <laughs> so I feel like – You know what? You're you're learning and growing so that you can have the best wedding possible. Sure.
0: I'm just being I as hard on – I anything have a silver lining. I, thank God. That's <laughs> why I love you so much because you turn my awful traits into, into cuteness.
1: Because oh, yeah. it's well, not easy. Yes. I feel like we got through some good stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, we laughed. We cried. We did just- <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting to go there today, but yeah, there we went. I, I loved where we went today. Oh, I really. You, this is my favorite I know. solo
0: episode yet. Oh, it is, yeah, guys! Is it your favorite? Tell us if this is your favorite. Yeah. I loved that. I I like when I can learn, like when we tell each other stories we haven't heard, because we spend a lot of time together. Yeah,
1: you know. We do, and we took you all on a roller coaster of emotions. We did, and so rule of thumb: now don't ask Catherine to pick you up from LAX, and don't invite Jay to your wedding for real
0: and, oh my, and like bless you to my friends and family and people that stick I mean like Christ I'm PMSing so I always hate myself when I'm PMSing but here we are here we you know are. thank you guys so much for listening to us and Catherine you know you're my favorite forever oh, and ever
1: Likewise.
0: I'll see you guys back here next week thanks so much for listening bye